Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Word Balloon, the Comic Book Conversation show. John Suntress here. A couple years ago, Matt Fraction told me about this great plan for a series of graphic novels that he was going to do with this French artist Ilza Chartier. I had never met Elsa. I had never seen her art before, but when I started getting the PDFs from Matt, it blew me away because Ilza has this incredibly beautiful illustrative style. It's reminiscent of Darwin Cook, but it absolutely is her own style. She's self-taught. I gush about Ilza every time I have her on the show and any chance I get to talk about her and her art because she just impresses the hell out of me. Uh, She is self-taught. She and her partner make these incredible videos on her YouTube channel that are absolutely worth seeing. And of course, uh, she is in the midst of a brand new series with Tom King that is uh, part of their Substack deal. It's called Love Everlasting. It's a very neat uh, homage to romance comics, but there's a lot more going on than just romance. Uh, Again, you can find uh, all this for free. We talk about this. Uh, Go to their uh, Substack uh, page and uh, you will get the comic book absolutely for free. The first two issues are up, and in fact, uh, issue two went up this week uh, for free. Uh, if you pay for Substack uh, and then subscribe to them and with a payment, uh, you'll get it earlier and a lot of more stuff. Again, we talk about all this in the conversation, but really, I can't gush enough about uh, Everlasting Love. I did with Tom King when I had him on, and also doing it now with Ilza Chartier. My first chance to talk to her about this new comic she's making, how Substack is treating her, and a bunch of other things as well. Ilza Chartier, on today's Word Balloon. Word Balloon is brought to you by Aftershock Comics. Aftershock has been a fine sponsor of Word Balloon over the years, and uh, hey, I'm happy to promote their fantastic books. Let me tell you about some of the great uh, graphic novels and collections that are already available now. You've got I Breathe the Body, an amazing body horror comic book from Zach Thompson and Andy McDonald. There's Scout's Honor from David Pepos and Luca Casa Anguiada. Also, uh, Lonely Receiver, another great horror story from Zach Thompson and Jen Hickman and Simon Rowland. And also Peter Calloway and George Genti's Shadow Doctor, a great look at uh, a real story about uh, 1930s mob life in Chicago. Great stuff from Aftershock Comics, uh, guaranteed fantastic artists, amazing writers, and great concepts waiting for you. Don't take my word for it. Go to their website. You'll find full story descriptions, preview pages of art, and the diamond codes on how to order these books and more from AfterShockComics.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by AlexRossArt.com. Alex's art speaks for itself. Iconic images 
of incredibly amazing characters over the years. DC, Marvel, tributes to people like the Monkees and Monty Python, David Bowie, the Beatles. So many great iconic people have allowed themselves and their estates have allowed Alex to depict them in ways that you want on your wall. Not only wonderful covers for graphic novels and comics, but also beautiful art prints, amazing lithographs, and incredible original art as well. If you can swing it, it's worth it because Alex is that kind of illustrative genius. And all of his work is waiting for you at every price point imaginable at alexrossart.com. Don't waste time. Go over there today. I'm sure you're going to find your favorite hero depicted by Alex Ross. Alex Ross Art. Word Balloon is also brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. That's right, my superhero team, the listeners of Word Balloon that back me through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Word Balloon. I'm not asking anybody to break the bank to support me. If you can spare it, if you like Word Balloon and you want to support the show, that's the best way to do it. And uh, it's just a monthly subscription. It can be a dollar. Whatever amount you can afford is greatly appreciated. It helps keep the lights on here at Word Balloon and uh, helps keep me in business as I pursue these great interviews and other projects as well that are coming in 2022. So if you like what you hear here and want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash wordballoon, and I really appreciate the support. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon Live, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. Ilza Chartier joins us once again on Word Hi. Balloon. Great to see you, Ilza. Hi, John. You too. Absolutely. I'm glad to Thank be here. You. Thank you for talking today. Absolutely. Uh, as I was telling you off the air, I am loving uh, Love Everlasting. And here is the co- cover of issue two. And I'm so glad as you were telling me now, and it's in the chat, everybody, the link, uh, they have released uh, issue uh, issue two. And yep. it's available here at the URL, everlastingproductions.substack.com. And uh, it's a fantastic for free. Uh, yes, and absolutely. Let's stress that. So if you haven't uh, subscribed already to Substack, you could get these first two issues. And I've already um, posted and will be looking at a, a several several images from issue one. I am a sucker, Ilza, for uh, romance comics. And I know that that's kind of just the framing for a much more detailed mm-hmm. time travel story, perhaps a bit of horror uh, in in the story as well, I love this idea. Um, how did uh, you and Tom arrive at this uh, subject to cover? Uh, it was all Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry really? to say, <laughs> I wish really? I had a, a part in this. Uh, he came up with the concept of the book. He pitched it to me. I loved it. It was the first idea that he pitched to me, and so we just went with it. I think that we refined the idea and the book itself as we were working on it, but the concept of having that character, Joan, um, being kind of trapped in a romance comics or in a series of romance comics and trying to find her way out was entirely Tom's. That's great. Um, have you, did, you, um, did you research the look of romance comics to achieve uh, the visuals that you have. Again, I mean, this is, I love this splash page and there are others as well that that show the various uh, romance scenarios that uh, you, you put Joan in. Um, I did to to certain extent, not, not too much because I'm not a big fan of 
uh, research as a whole or like reference, uh, looking for references is not my thing. I, I'm not sure why. It's not that I don't respect what's been done in the past. It's more that I like to have the bare minimum of information to work from and then uh, build up on this and find my own way of, of, of doing, especially since we're doing an homage to romance comics. I did buy an original page from Alex Toth, one of his romance comics. Wow. Yes. So I did one thing, but it was a big thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was very, of course, I'm very inspired by Alex Tuth's work, generally speaking, and especially his romance work. And I thought that having him, one of his pages kind of staring at me, like, this is this the shoes that you're trying to not uh, fill in because no one can come up to, to, to his level ever. But... Um, something for me to challenge myself. Understood. How about um, Roy Lichtenstein, the the painter mm. who swiped? Oh, let's let's call it what it was. Stole oh, yeah. I, I so many uh, panel compositions for his things. Because I've always found in subsequent, but first of all, being my age, but in subsequent decades from the Romance era, that uh, a lot of um, greeting cards and other ads that kind of have that look of a romance comic. I mean, it, it all seems to, you know, in some cases they're referencing Lichtenstein, not realizing, I think the, the amount of uh, the great artists like uh, Alex Toth and J Scott Pike was another great uh, mm. DC romance artist, even uh, John sure, Romita. Yeah. Who's, did we just both say John Romita? That's wonderful. I don't know if you, you know. I was I was about to say Kirby, but he did some too. A lot Absolutely. of the great uh, artists did Roman comics, romance comic. I think part of it was um, it was work. There was a lot of romance comics being produced at that time, and it was for them a way to work on stories that were different than their Agreed. superhero work. When it comes to Roy Lichtenstein, I don't know. He kind of took comics and out of its context. And um, to me, we're, we're, he brought it to wider audience, the modern art audience, without the respect for comics, it seems. <laughs> First of all, for stealing that stuff and then cutting it entirely out from its context. Indeed. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Um, that is interesting, though, that you... Um, I understand why you wouldn't want to do research and really imprint your own style on anything that you're approaching. But for instance, I love your videos that you make um, where you do break down classic uh, comics, the art style, and you really go into detail uh, looking at uh, panel composition, page composition, and the, the artistic choices that a lot of the classic uh, creators made. So that is interesting because obviously uh, your, your, your head is in that direction. When you when you make yeah, those videos, you're, you're right. It's a different sort of research. When I'm trying to come up with something by myself or working on my own art, I like to have a, a slate as blank as possible. Although it's never because, like you said, we're inspired by everything we've ever read, worked on, all of that. Um, but that's not meaning that I'm not interested in other artists' work or that I don't derive um, inspiration from it. I'm very to me, those are very distinct um, 
things and these things, uh, uh, you know, part of my art. I really, um, there is a time for creating for me and a time for analyzing, if that makes sense. And yes. those two don't always work together. <laughs> That's weird. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, 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 a lot of the things that I learned, everything that I've learned was from thanks to all these great artists, artists that came before me. Honestly, uh, and again, forgive forgive all the praise, but truly, uh, you are you are really remarkable. You're self taught. We've we've discussed this in previous conversations that uh, you were in the direction of acting initially, and and yep. really kind of fell into drawing. And I mean, again, I'm gonna I'll look at more of these great panels from issue one, and. Uh, Outstanding, fantastic, great look at 70s rock stars and everything. That was terrific and uh, great Western moment here and everything. And and again, the Toth influence is there. The, um, the Darwin Cook influence is there. Mm -hmm. um, it, I'm so glad that you've, you've found this ability. And I, I, I certainly hope the Substack is working as far as finding uh, this audience uh, for yourselves. Uh, and then people can really enjoy your art. It seems like your audience continues to grow. Uh, definitely. It's been, well, first of all, part of it, like you said at the beginning, the issues, the comic itself is available for free. Although we're doing um, advanced release for paid subscribers, they also get uh, access to a lot of extra content. Like a few days ago, I did an entire newsletter about how I work on my pencils uh, at this moment, which is a very complicated, convoluted way of working. And I thought that sharing that would be, could be interesting to people who are not uh, working on comics necessarily. So we're doing a lot of extra content. St Tom is putting up his script, like Batman script, Rorschach script, uh, basic newsletter stuff, all of that. So we're trying to come up with interesting ways to commu communicate with our audience. Oh, I did a podcast too with uh, Clayton Cowles. Sure, you're the letterer, absolutely. Yeah, Wonderful. yeah. <laughs> so we're trying out, hey, Michael, uh, we're trying out a lot of different things and seeing what uh, sticks, you know. It's early days. Yes, I, well, and you were already with your YouTube channel making extra content and showing your process and, again, mm -hmm. discussing these things. So that's great. You were kind of already in the mode of doing, I think, what Substack had hoped for beyond the comic. Do they ask you, Ilza, to... Uh, is there a guideline of, of other things they want you to do or the, do they allow the creators to choose how they want to use their, their Substack platform? Oh, no, we're entirely free to, to do what we want. The only requirement is that we post a couple of times a week, I think. Although even that, I think, is not, they're not going to, like, compare it. Uh-oh. She might have frozen everybody. Oh, sorry. I'm That's back. Okay. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was saying that Substack is not... Uh, asking us to post anything specific. As long as we put comics out, that's the only requirement. And when it comes to YouTube and Substack, those are very different entities in terms of what I'm doing on there. So YouTube is more about talking about other artists' work, analyzing that work, and trying to understand why it works and the pillars of sequential storytelling. Whereas the Substack is more about Tom and my stuff, how I work on a comic and how I try to put 
to, into practice all of the things that I'm learning on the YouTube channel. So, you know, there's a logic behind all this sure. <laughs> posts and videos and yeah. No, that's terrific. You and your partner, uh, he helps you produce your videos. Correct? Oh, he produces the videos. I only write and star, uh, star in them. He produces everything. Yeah. Um, his name is Pierrick Collinet, for those of you who may not know him. Um, so we do that together. We co-created co it. And so, and right now he's editing one of our um, future videos. Oh, that's it's, wonderful. Can you, yep. can you tell us uh, what to expect maybe in a couple upcoming uh, discussions? Uh, so I can tell you that it comes out, the next one comes out on March 30, 30th. And it sticks very much to the entertainment news of that day, if that you know, there's something oh, okay. coming out on right. March 30th. All right. I have, <laughs> I'll let I have you a figure feeling it out. Be a certain Marvel character that is about to uh, make a television <laughs> debut. I saw Declan uh, Shalvey's uh, photographs this morning. He's, right, at the, right. he's at the Moon Knight premiere. He, I spoke to him last week, and he told me off the air. He's like, I, I, he goes, I didn't want to sneak. You know, he goes, I want it to be a surprise. Yeah, the, when they the, fly me so out. great for him. Perfect. And, oh, by the way, we're doing like a preview a video premiere, I think it's called, on YouTube, whereas you can come and see, watch the video live as we're launching it. And we're going to be in the chat answering questions and all of that. So the best way to be in the know and not miss it is go on the YouTube channel right now and subscribe so you're notified when it Let's, comes uh, I'll make a banner for that as well. What is your YouTube channel uh, name? Is it just Under my name. name. Just under my name. There it's you go. easy to find. Very good. Marvelous, yes. Uh, so, yeah, everyone uh, also uh, head to uh, Elsa's uh, YouTube channel, and uh, and again, they're they're truly they're so great to watch, Elsa, because again, you're you're clearly a fan, and it is exciting to hear your perspective on these creators and 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 these classic comic books that they made, and um, I don't know, I, I all I can say is it's refreshing because at the same time. Uh, I know that, you, relatively speaking, um, how long have you been? How long have you been drawing comics now? Um, I started in 2013. Okay. So about nine years. Nine years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the God, that's that's terrific. And again, I just think your point of view on these are, are really interesting, and uh, I, I always appreciate your your thoughts. Uh, in in looking at this stuff and breaking down why these are effective pages and panels. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's it's opened up for me a whole new path to improvement on some things. I think I was not stuck, but my pro my progress has slowed down maybe a little. And by doing those videos, it kind of opened my eyes on uh, another. A whole array of uh, things where I can improve. Understood. And yeah, Michael says your YouTube videos are educational. Another Michael uh, uh, praises uh, the work in the first issue of Love Everlasting. Ilza nailed the feeling of those old time romance comics. Tom did his usual Tom Kingery with uh, playing with our perceptions. Right, yeah, I agree. Right. Just a just a terrific idea. So. Did um did Tom come to you then, Ilza, in terms of, hey, Substack has offered me this opportunity, or did Nick Spencer contact you? Uh, how did how did that so work? 
Tom and I had been working on Love Everlasting for about six months when Substack reached out to him. I did, uh, I contacted Tom myself um, early on to work on something together because I was looking for a new project and I wanted to work with Tom. But since he'd never done any creator-owned, I was wondering whether he maybe he was not interested and maybe was very, very comfortable at DC Comics and didn't want to add to his play the extra trouble of doing creator-owned comics. But he accepted right away, and so we started working on that. And of course, when Substack came to us, it was like, this is perfect. First of all, we have like four issues in the can, so we can like go. Wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, and... Of course, I'm very into producing content related to comic books and storytelling. So, of course, it was um, a great match, I think. <laughs> Agreed. Again, yeah, you were kind of already working towards exactly. producing content. Exactly. It was like another branch of what we were already doing. I, and, and again, I, I really uh, – you, you and your partner and also this work you're doing with Tom – it is so organized, and I really respect that because. Oh, I, oh I, really? I, it, okay, well, it's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I mean, feeling it. It so is in some way. It is. We're 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 trying to be, you know, perfect perfectionist and putting out things that we're proud of. But in terms of organizing, I don't know. <laughs> well, I I I, uh, I admire your ambition to have so many different things going at the same time. It was never the plan. I tell you that. It was never just one thing on top of another. And we're having fun doing all of this. So it's hard to say, let's cut this out, you know. And uh, and the thing is, we're, we've improved in terms of efficiency. So as we're becoming more and more efficient, we're opening up some pockets of time where where we could relax, I guess, but we usually add another thing on top of everything else. So um, that's why we're doing so much stuff, is that we, we know what we're doing and we're quick, and we're fast, so that allows us, and of course, there's both of us. Understood, understood. From a convention standpoint, did you did you attend Agulem uh, this year? No, I did not. Okay, I usually don't. To be completely oh. honest, it's on the other way of the uh, the halfway across the country for me. Sure. So it's a very long train ride, and usually it's in January, which is very cold in Angoulême. I've no, I've been there once and wasn't this great experience for me, so I never went back. I understand. But I hear it's great, especially for uh, foreigners, because it's France. You know, I know France. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, know Baguette. I, I know Beret. <laughs> I, I, I hope to uh, go to Angoulême sometime, and also Luca in Italy. Oh, yeah, uh, that I want to do. Yeah, I, really I hear great do. things. I hear great things about both festivals. It's actually not that far from where I live. Really? You yeah. see, I'm... I, I am a geographical numbskull. I, I am not a good. I am not smart when it comes to where the map is and where everything is located. Uh, We're like four hours away from Italy, so it's really not far away. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Um, are you are you making any plans of doing any American uh, shows this year? Mm, uh, I I don't know. I okay. I wish. I wish I 
I would go to a convention in the States this year, but I'm just a bit nervous about COVID still. Sure. No, absolutely. Although everyone's telling me it's fine, I guess. It's hard to make that leap. I haven't, uh, you know, I may do like a show in Europe in the, in the, like, the next few months. But the States is another step that I'm, I don't feel quite ready to do. Yeah, Heroes Con would be great. Yeah, yeah and Michael is suggesting that either Heroes Con or Dragon Con uh, for Ilza to come to. And I, and I, don't, I don't blame you, and, I, and I, I don't blame you for your concern about uh, what, uh, you know, uh, what's, what's happening with COVID right now. How are things in France in terms of just the general society and COVID? Are, are things opening up again? Oh, they have been for a while, and about 10 days ago, the mask mandate uh, were, were, you know, they're over now. So it's like, I guess, back to normal. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel quite back to normal, uh, but the cases are up again. I don't know. You're not alone. I, and really, I mean, even in the States, you know, I, I, finally, I finally saw the Spider-Man movie, and I didn't see it in the theater I waited yeah. until you could rent it streaming, yeah. Yeah. and then I uh, just watched it uh, recently. And I haven't seen Batman yet. I I I, I will eventually, uh, but I may not see it in the theater yet. I I understand the concern about uh, you know still being in public with the COVID mm. still kind of being out there. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, not quite More comfortable. Question. I get it. No, I understand. Um, listen, everyone, you know, obviously Elsa's uh, going to be with us for. Uh, uh, but about another 20 or 25 minutes. So uh, please, uh, if you have any questions, uh, now is the time to ask them. I want to take a short break and acknowledge our great sponsor, Alex Ross Art. So uh, we, will, uh, we will be right back after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've loved looking at your art commissions over the years when you've done... Uh, DC and Marvel and Star Wars characters and the like. Uh, is there room in your schedule to do an occasional short story? Or I love the cat. Yay. Yeah, uh, saying hi. <laughs> is, there, is there room in your schedule to do the occasional uh, one shot or uh, short story or no? No, no. I understand. Like I'm, I'm like packed full to the brim. <laughs> no, and if I had... Sometime at some point, I think I'd want to write and draw my own thing, like a small. And, you know, the last time I had sort of an opening, we did the Kickstarter for the mini graphic novel that the Inktober graphic novel. So that yes. was that. <laughs> That's almost done with. Uh, so, yeah, no, there are not. If I have pockets of time available, I'm not going to do work for hire. Understood. I would much prefer to work on my own thing. Well, again, you've been able to gather this very impressive audience on your work, on your commissions, but also your very successful Kickstarters for your uh, sketchbooks. And I was really glad that you did that Inktober challenge to yourself to to write a short graphic novel. 
another thing that we didn't need to do. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> we did it. Yeah, the idea was to... So the first thing, the idea came when I felt we didn't have any uh, enough uh, books to sell on our online store. We have the two art books, but that was it. And so I felt we need a little something like another book. And so, oh, what if we did Inktober? What if we did a graphic novel out of Inktober? And so we ran the Kickstarter campaign with the book while Inktober was happening. And then we've been dealing with like issues after issues after issues since the <laughs> campaign ended. Um, but since it's been a fun experience, we've had like trouble with the printer, uh, with the supply chain, everything you want, sure. we had it. Yeah, well, you're not alone. I mean, yeah, every, everyone from publishers to individual creators is certainly having that challenge. So uh, I, I do understand that. Michael wants to know, are there plans for another Kickstarter art book this year? No. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> Did you want to kill me? Yeah, exactly. No, we want you around, Elsa. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the Kickstarter campaign. First of all, I have to put the art to do the art for the art book. Uh, I have a list of commissions, about like thirty commissions or so, that I have to do somehow. So I will do them, and then the the, the it's about a month to put the book together, and then you have to run the campaign, and then you have to handle all of the. Um, fulfillment, all of yes. that is pretty much three months. Oh, I hear you. Honestly. Which, I, which, which I wish I had, but I just don't. So we're probably going to skip, skip this year, especially since we did the, the Kickstarter, the Inktober Kickstarter. And I also didn't want um, backer fatigue, if <laughs> that makes sense. We want yes. people to like really want the book to, to come back. So no, I think yeah. a gap year is, will be welcome. Understood. You know, the first awareness I had of your work was when you and Matt Fraction uh, collaborated with that wonderful graphic novel series, November. Mm. And I still, that's just such a, I just think it's such a beautiful lyric story uh, from both of you, from Matt and Matt's writing and, and your art as well. And I hope that with your growing audience, that there continues to be interest in November. And I just yes, I, I hope I hope so. I think it's first of all, although I finished it about two years ago and started it three years ago, I think that my art at that time had made a, a big jump in quality. So I'm still very happy with what I did, which is unusual. Usually, you know, like a year after a book is out, I'm like, I cannot look at that thing, and then maybe probably. Um, intertwined with the very uh, fond feeling I have towards collaborating with Matt and the book itself, the story itself. I, I worked on the French, um, I had to look at the French translation uh, a month ago, and so I had to reread the entire book. Sure. And I fell in love with it all over again. It's just such a fantastic book. It really is, and I, and I'm, uh, I hope that your schedules will allow a future collaboration because I think you two work so well together as evidenced by the, the We do, product. we do. Although Love Everlasting is supposed to, is an ongoing, so we're probably going to do at least like 25, 30, 35 issues, depending on Marvels. how that goes. So collaboration with Matt is probably not for right away, especially since he's working like on major, major stuff on, uh, on, on his side. Yes, 
Yes, and I know his his TV work is picking up as well, and I'm very yes. happy for him. He and yeah. Kelly, I mean, they're such a lovely couple, he and Kelly Sue. And power, I know you, powerhouses, well. both of them. Indeed. Power couple. Absolutely, massively power couple. Yes, I indeed. love them both so much. They're, you know, yeah. I'm very glad that over the years that we became friends. And, you know, I even though Matt and I are not working together right now, we're still, you know, um, very good friends. And that's very good. I don't have much, many friends, but I'm really glad that Matt is one of them. I totally get it. Absolutely. So, again, in these nine years you've seen a lot of changes in the comic market as you were breaking in. And now you're, you know, really, I think, uh, reasonably established as a, as a creator of your own comics and stuff. Um, I, I, is there, is there, obviously there is the challenge currently of the supply shortage and then the supply chain and, mm. and getting things. Are there any other challenges that you've seen in the last year or two that you didn't see, or you've, you've noticed have changed? As far as the business? Um, I'm not... I would say that the challenge that comes from requiring from artists that they do everything, like whether it's podcasts, whether it's uh, a Substack, whether it's this or that, not everyone is equipped to do that. Not everyone wants to do that. Yes. And it inevitably, for those who do, either cut on their um, leisure time or make them late on their books. So I think it's an added pressure to artists that yes. they don't really need it. I'm doing this because I enjoy doing it. And if I were just drawing books, I would probably get bored really quickly. Sure. But since it seems like it's kind of required now from artists, and I think I'm not sure that's very good. I understand. And, but again, it's if you don't promote yourself, it is hard to find others that will do the work for you. Yes, it's the thing. It's become much. It's become about more than self promotion. It's become about um, developing new skills. You know, I and do. that's where it's it, it it becomes more complicated for, for sure. artists. No, I agree with that. And and yes, it's it is. Uh, there are business skills that you have to learn, uh, or to survive, and yeah. and to and to maintain a presence and. Uh, I mean, I, I know this myself, even from a podcasting compared to broadcasting, when all I had to do was, you know, show up for work and open a <laughs> microphone and then talk for an hour or two mm. or even four hours. And now uh, now it's kind of I'm a one man band. Believe me, I, I do understand. Yeah. So I think that's um, for some artists it's become a lot more complicated to live a balanced life. Are there are there genres of story that you haven't explored yet that you wish to? Or a horror? Uh, I mean, a more direct horror. I don't see you as a horror artist, but I don't know if that is an interest. Uh, as I'm, a, <laughs> um, I'm not a horror fan. I uh, get scared, you know, <laughs> very easily. <laughs> so I'm not too comfortable in that in that okay. you know genre. <laughs> either as a spectator, reader, or as, a, as an artist. I don't really think in terms of genre, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of stories, 
you know, give me a story that I care about is pretty much the only thing that I have in mind. My only requirement is that. It can be in any genre, you know. I, I, I don't care, really. It's not important to me. Um, it may be because I didn't grow up reading a lot. So I haven't developed um, a fondness for specific genres that I would want to emulate as an artist. Um, that may, may be why, I don't know. I guess my interest lies in story. Understood. Are there, are there uh, current uh, favorite television shows or films that you're watching that uh, you might want to share with your audience in terms of good storytelling right now? Uh, I... Do you have time? I, uh, <laughs> a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I try not to work at night, so I have some time to wind down. I will usually read, but I've been uh, catching up, catching up, been watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm that I oh, never I that watched show. before. Oh, yes. So in terms of storytelling, that's pretty interesting because it's completely unique in its way of, of um, telling a story. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's very unconventional. No, I absolutely, you know, I'm a, I'm a big comedy nerd. And I and no, I think Larry David is a is a real genius, and also uh, a frequent a director of his uh, show is David Steinberg, and David Steinberg was a great stand-up mm. in the '60s, and uh, and has a great long career in uh, both uh, sketch comedy and also stand-up comedy, and uh, I I really think he is a very important contributor, and he's also he directed. Friends back in, you know, during Friends heyday and a lot of really successful comedy shows. So I I, uh, I always get excited when I when more than one great comedian is is working on a project. And I think Larry David and the people that he's assembled, actors and people behind the camera are uh, are incredible uh, for Curb Your Enthusiasm. So that's great. I'm glad I'm glad you're a fan of that. And uh, we're we're subscribed to Mubi. Yes. Do you know the the subscription? It's basically like a stream streaming service for independent movies. Or yes, I, I think that's how you, you would describe it. Yes. So we've been watching a lot of stuff on that, and obviously I'm blanking on anyone on any one movie that I've seen recently, but lots of great stuff that are not conventional. I you know. I, I was just talking to two television writers that also write comics yesterday. I talked to Rodney Barnes and also oh. uh, Mark Bernardin. And mm. I was and I was asking them what they think is the future of small movies because it seems like the independent films are finding it. I, I don't know if movie theaters, and I don't know how this is in France, but here in, in the States that was always a challenge uh, if you weren't in a big city like New York, like Chicago, like, like Los Angeles, to, to find theaters that would play the smaller independent films. I'm glad that there are services like uh, Mubi, but also uh, even uh, the other streamers uh, as well that, that show small films. But I'm wondering from a storytelling standpoint how much studios are willing to still invest in a small story rather than what we're now certainly uh, being exposed to so many uh, television shows 
that have a larger canvas of ours to tell mm. a more complicated story with more uh, detailed characterization than you would get in a 90-minute to two-hour movie. I, I'm not very familiar with the market, so I'm not going to have a very uh, an insight on this. But I do, yeah, I can notice as a you know a viewer myself yeah. that there have been this shift towards, and sometimes you know it's it's turning um, two-hour movies into seven-hour TV shows. There's that you know uh, stretching out a, a story material to cover an entire season of a TV show. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's interesting. It's important as a creator to stray away from the mainstream. Um, uh, mainstream movies is not the, the, the bigger movies with the classic structure, the one, two, third act. All of this can be interesting, but there is sometimes a lack of it. And I think that the, the goal is to touch an audience as wide as possible. So it makes sense. But to not maybe experiment that much with storytelling. Understood. Something you can find in independent movies because the whole goal of an independent movie is to do something different. Even if it means you're not, you're going to make squat on it, you know? Yes. No, absolutely. I, I know. And I, I, I understand. And yeah, I, I really wanted your opinion as a viewer more so even as, although an informed viewer because your storytelling in your own way as well. So, so no, I can appreciate that. Now, I know you're a long... Go ahead, please. Fin, it's, you, it's pretty much like, you know, comics. Sometimes you'll, on some YouTube videos, I'll go over a page and say, this is going against the rules. So this shouldn't work. And yet it does work. Why? There's the same thing with, in, with movies and in, in independent movies. You see something that shouldn't work, shouldn't be done that way. And yet, since it, it's done um, within a comprehensive look or, uh, you know, vision, it works. So that's why it's important to um, go toward things that are not easy to watch and different. I understand. Now, I know you're a big Star Wars fan, and I, and I do want to know what you've thought of the recent output of uh, the, the television shows, Mandalorian and uh, Boba Fett and, and that. What, do you, what, have you, uh, what have you thought so far? I haven't watched Boba Fett. I haven't, okay. had, the, okay. I haven't had the time. <laughs> That's okay. But I, I, I did like Mandalorian, although I've, I found some, you know, some episodes were better than others, but um, generally speaking, I loved it. Yeah, I think it was very good. That's cool. That's cool. And like you said, I know you're excited about uh, uh, Moon Knight coming up at the end of the month. So that's yep. great. And looking forward to that that video. Um, you know, I, we can we can wrap up. I know you're, you've got a busy schedule and I don't want to keep you too long. Yeah, if, um, if you allow me, I just wanted to please, show the minute print. Oh, yes. Excuse me. Yes. Here, I'm no, no, no worries. So we're, um, Pierrick and I, to support our YouTube channel, have a Patreon and we have a tier that's called the Mini Print Club, and we're sending subscribers a mini print on a monthly basis, you know, delivered to your doorstep. And this is the one for, for this month. Look how pretty the foil. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you did a great job. That's, that's, and that is so classic Eisner composition. For, yeah. for, now, is that, is that uh, you know, again, an homage or is that a... Uh, 
you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, and it's available until March thirtieth, until the end, the end of the month, um, and after that, it's gone forever, for good. Okay, so it's a limited so, print. Yes, and, it, and that's for your Patreon. That's to subscribe to your Patreon. Oh, she froze again. I, oh, I'm so bummed when that happens. Uh, and hopefully she'll be back and uh, before so we can wrap up. Hey. There we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No that's yeah, okay. this is this is on Patreon at the Mini Print Club tier. Okay, at the Mini Print Club tier. Okay, and your Patreon is Patreon.com/slash. My name. Ilsa Chardier. There you go. Excellent. And again, uh, if you subscribe, well, it's free. You can uh, with a free subscription. Now get access to issues one and two of Love Everlasting. It's everlastingproductions.com. Or pardon me, everlastingproductions.substack.com, just like the banner says uh, under us. And and truly, uh, great. And I know people are are excited. Michael is even saying 35 issues of Love Everlasting. Indeed. Oh, God, I I shouldn't have said that if I end up doing 15. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to be disappointed. (laughs) That was the goal. Please don't, you know. (laughs) Will you eventually... Release hard copies of Love Everlasting as a trade yes. or very there good? There will be. There will be print copies. That's excellent. No, that's that's terrific. Again, Ilza, uh, you're, you're fooling us all because it seems like you've, you and your partners have got it down to a science how you're releasing this stuff. So it's keep a, fooling us. <laughs> yeah, it's a big part of the effort is like trying to make it look easy. Well, well, you succeed, and, and truly, <laughs> congratulations. Honestly, I'm I'm Thank so, you so happy much. for you that your 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 audience is finding you, and uh, they they want they only want the best from you, and you keep delivering. So, congratulations. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on again. I really had a great time. I, I you know, you're always welcome back to talk about anything that's new, or even uh, an update on Love Everlasting or, and the like. So uh, I'll, I'll, be bu- I'll be bugging you for future conversations. I hope you know that. Thank you. Absolutely. Ilza Chardier, everybody. Uh, Love Everlasting. Indeed. Take care, buddy. And, uh, and thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, we, will, uh, we will touch base again tomorrow night. Uh, my buddy Kevin Mellon, who's a fine comic book artist in his own right, is also uh, breaking into the music business. And he's got a brand new album. And I, I feel like I'm a radio DJ again, being able to talk about music. So I'll be stretching those muscles with uh, with Kevin tomorrow night on Word Balloon Live. Until then, thanks for watching. Everybody take care. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. Word Balloon is brought to you by Aftershock Comics. Aftershock has been a fine sponsor of Word Balloon over the years. And, uh, hey, I'm happy to promote their fantastic books. Let me tell you about some of the great uh, graphic novels and collections that are already available now. You've got I Breathed a Body, an amazing body horror comic book from Zach Thompson and Andy McDonald. There's Scout's Honor from David Pepos and Luca Casa Anguiata. Also, uh, Lonely Receiver, another great horror story from Zach Thompson and Jen Hickman and Simon Rowland. And also Peter Calloway and George Genti's Shadow Doctor, a great look at uh, a real story about uh, 1930s mob life in Chicago. Great stuff from Aftershock Comics. uh, Guaranteed fantastic artists, amazing writers, and great concepts waiting for you. Don't take my word for it. Go to their website. You'll find full story descriptions, preview pages of art, and the diamond codes on how to order these books and more from AftershockComics.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by AlexRossArt.com. 
Alex's art speaks for itself. Iconic images of incredibly amazing characters over the years. DC, Marvel, tributes to people like the Monkees and Monty Python, David Bowie, the Beatles. So many great iconic people have allowed themselves and their estates have allowed Alex to depict them in ways that you want on your wall. Not only wonderful covers for graphic novels and comics, but also beautiful art prints, amazing lithographs, and incredible original art as well. If you can swing it, it's worth it because Alex is that kind of illustrative genius. And all of his work is waiting for you at every price point imaginable at alexrossart.com. Don't waste time. Go over there today. I'm sure you're going to find your favorite hero depicted by Alex Ross. alexrossart.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. That's right. My superhero team, the listeners of Word Balloon that back me through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Word Balloon. I'm not asking anybody to break the bank to support me. If you can spare it, if you like Word Balloon and you want to support the show, that's the best way to do it. And uh, it's just a monthly subscription. It could be a dollar. Whatever amount you can afford is greatly appreciated. It helps keep the lights on here at Word Balloon and uh, helps keep me in business as I pursue these great interviews and other projects as well that are coming in 2022. So if you like what you hear here and want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash wordballoon, and I really appreciate the support. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2022. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy.